I'm thankful that Miss Rachel is so compelling that we don't, it's not even a competition. Like we're not competing with her. She's just defeating us. Yeah. That's every day of my life. (laughs) (laughs) So we're recording the pod this morning up. Yes. Hi Jude up at church and Jude is up here with us and now he's coming over to see us. Yeah. Hey, come here. Do you want to say hi? Come here. In the microphone. Come here. Can I take your passy? You want to say hi? Hi. Can, can you say hi to your daddy? Hi, daddy. <laughs> Do you want your passy back? <laughs> yeah. Where's Miss Rachel? You want to go see her? Go see Miss Rachel. So <laughs> He calls her. He can't say Miss Rachel. So it sounds like either it used to sound like miss gecko now it sounds like big eagle big eagle if you if you hear big eagle like okay. if, if you think big eagle next time he says her name that's you'll funny. Hear yeah i remember him saying miss he's Geckle a birder recently yeah. Yeah. yeah um yeah i was carrying jude earlier um because i had to go get the, the podcasting equipment it was and he was hanging out with me and all of a sudden he just started talking about boogers <laughs> yeah he just yeah he slips in things he needs in casual conversation <laughs> He's, he was trying to ask you to wipe his nose, yes. but he doesn't know how to say, hey, can you wipe my nose? Can you wipe my, my nose? Boogers? He was just like, boogers? Burgers? It sounded like burgers, Burgers? So. Yeah, you have to know what it is. Burgers? So, I mean, if you if you didn't know, like yesterday we went, <laughs> he stayed at my parents' house for a little bit yesterday morning. We had to go uh, to an ultrasound for baby number two, who's on her way um, this Christmas. And we got there, and as soon as we walked in the door, he just like, He's so sad because we came to pick him up. He loves being around my parents. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But like... That's rough. Yeah. <laughs> That's rough for you guys. He He looked at my dad and started asking about his cars that he'd been playing with because yeah, he, yeah. he didn't want to leave those either. And then he just said, Bagigo? And my dad looked at me and was like, what's that? And I was like, Miss Rachel. <laughs> he's Rachel. asking you to turn on Miss Rachel. <laughs> so if you don't know what he's talking about, you would have no idea what he's saying. But yeah. It's one of my, one of my favorite things about him right now is there are sentences and words that mean things. Even if I don't understand them. So if you ask him to repeat them, he says the same thing. It's kind of like hanging out with Potsy. Yeah, yeah. You're just like, <laughs> if you're not initiated. What does pressed mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which means prestige cleaners. Which it's, means Potsy has to either drop off or pick something up but, yeah. from, the, from the cleaners. Because he goes to the dry cleaners. Um, it's like somebody from the 1950s. Like he goes to the dry cleaners every yeah. week. Yeah, every week. Um, at some point in the next five minutes, we're going to hear, uh-oh, Miss Gackle. And that means an ad has popped up on the YouTube video. Oh, that's tough. So at some point, listener, I'm going to just stop talking and walk away. And it's because our, my kid is stationed about 10 yards away with my laptop <laughs> as we watch uh, or as we record this podcast. He's, ancient new. he's a car in each hand. And what happened about 10 minutes ago is he put all the weight he had on both those cars. They slid forward and he smacked his face <laughs> on the table. So that is happening right now. It, it, I shouldn't be laughing at that, but no. it's the kind of thing that Thomas laughs at when somebody else gets does a thing and gets hurt. Yeah, my it's favorite. Like, it's like the height of comedy for me. I'm Thomas. currently in syndication every afternoon. I watch the show Wipeout. Are you serious? Yeah. Every afternoon you watch Pretty Wipeout? Pretty much. Like, it's like my, like, if I'm just chilling while Jude's taking a nap. Have you ever watched Wipeout? No. It's so funny. It, Maddie's like, Maddie's in now. For a minute, she was like, what are we watching? But it's also her humor, what? too. You need to watch it. It's pretty funny. My, I, honestly, 
the height of humor for me right now is anything that makes Maddie laugh because that Maddie laughing makes me laugh so much. Mm. It's just, she's just a fun person. Yeah. She's like to be around and yeah. And like, so when something, when something gets her cracking up, like that is really fun for me. Welcome to ancient new. This is a Bible study podcast. Um, Thomas is going to take us, to some scriptures here. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, we're going to go to 2 Corinthians 6. By the way, sorry we missed you all last week. We did miss you. I was at a uh, I was at a thing for my wife's job. You were a trophy husband. I was. It was it's a uh, it's a fun a fun thing to be. You I, make a good trophy husband. Trophy is not the word I would use. I would say <laughs> consolation. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Self-deprecation. Hey buddy. Hi. Hey, where's Miss Rachel? Yeah, go see yeah, Miss Rachel. See her. Go see Miss Rachel. <laughs> hi, Jude. You want to say hi again? Say hi. Hi. Can you say ancient and new? Hi, too. Yeah, good job. <laughs> okay. He, he just has to check in on he, us. Yeah, he just wants to say. Like when you're a kid at a high school football game, your parent is like, hey, come check in at the, the end of every quarter. He is. He's and that's ex- how Jude he's is. He's an extrovert, right dude. Yeah. Oh, big time, dude. Um, big time. <laughs> Big time. Usually, if he's been in a bad mood, it's because he's. It's been a day where he's only seen me or Maddie. Yeah, like no, no joke. Like yeah, at, yeah. at almost two years old, we can tell this. Like he needs to be around other he, people. It's like we just got to go find some other people for yeah. him to. Are y'all gonna take him to the Cardinals game for a couple minutes tonight? I don't know about that. Yeah, we may relish the fact that it's an away game. And yeah, just take advantage. Have a night. Yeah. Okay, so this is gonna be Second Corinthians six. Second Ready? Corinthians chapter. Wow. Okay. Let's do it. Am I throwing you off by doing that? Not at is all. This, is there something in here I don't realize? No, not Sometimes at all. Sometimes when Lee comments like that, I just, I mean, he knows more than I do about the scriptures, so. No, 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 no. no. Okay, hold up. That's just a fact. Let's be, let's be honest. Look, look, I'm, not, I'm not being self-deprecating. I am like, what, what I'm saying is like, wow, you took me to a place I haven't, I haven't been to in the scriptures in a while. Oh, that's, okay, that's, cool. That was the interpretation of my well, reaction. This is where I happen to be in the one-year Bible, so cool. this is where we happen to be today. Uh, we put no stumbling block in, in verse three, by the way. Thanks. In anyone's path, so that our ministry will not be discredited. Rather, as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way, in great endurance, in troubles, hardships, and distress, in beatings, imprisonments, and riots, and hard work, sleepless nights, and hunger, in purity, understanding, patience, and kindness, in the Holy Spirit, and in sincere love, in truthful speech, and in the power of God, with weapons of righteousness in the right hand and in the left, through glory and dishonor, bad report and good report, genuine yet regarding as impostors known yet regarded as unknown, dying, and yet we live on, beaten and yet not killed. Hey, buddy. Sorrowful yet always rejoicing, poor yet making many rich, Mm. having nothing and yet possessing everything. Wow. We have spoken freely to you, Corinthians, and opened wide our hearts to you. We are not withholding our affection from you, but you are withholding yours from ours. As a fair exchange, I speak as to my children, Open wide your hearts also. Hmm. Okay. This is such a cool little place. In there was scripture. a lot of dip on that chip. Yeah, it, I don't know it, what you want to do with Well, with I I read all that to set up the little bit at the end. I think that's kind of what okay, my, okay. my eyes were drawn to this morning. I had one of these things. I don't know if you've ever done this. Where like, I actually read that a few times this morning because I realized I was missing so much. Like I, I, would, I read that first half, actually the first like 75%. Yeah. And I would get to the end and I would say, I don't really remember what that was, what he was talking about. I don't know if I was just too, and then I would read that last little bit and I was like, oh, this is sweet and encouraging, or this is hard and challenging, however you want to look at it. 
so I read it a few times this morning, but I couldn't, it was just early and you know, sometimes it, you have to read it a few times and sometimes, which is a really cool thing about the word of the Lord that was written so long ago, I could read this again in a week mm. and the Lord's using my life circumstances to point something else yeah, to out bring to me. Something else, out, yeah. Yes. So, but Lectio Divino did. There you go, man. I haven't thought about that term in a long time. Um, the thing that caught my eye though was just the idea that Paul is basically saying, like, here in my life in ministry, here's some stuff that I've had to go through, and here's what it's looked like. It's been good and bad. It's been hard and sweet. It's been fun and challenging. It's it's been for richer for poorers. It's honestly like, <laughs> like as I'm talking about it, like wedding vows almost. Like he's saying, look, here are. And yet, even in all of this, my heart's been wide open to you all. And you're holding back. And he, I love this little thing he says at the end, and it's super interesting, because as far as we can tell, Paul was never married, correct? Right, right, right. And then he says to the Corinthians, I speak to you as to my children. Open wide your hearts also. He says, as to my children, yeah. which is interesting. It feels like a thing like, you know, if... This morning, I could not get you to brush his teeth for the life of me. He and Normally, he's cool with it, but this morning, I think he's cutting a tooth, so he was just like, get the thing out of here. Grab the toothbrush, threw it out of the way. <laughs> and, you know, as to, you know, to him, I was like, hey, we have to do this. Like, we got to do this. You brush them or lose them, my man. Even though they're kids' teeth and they're going to fall out anyway, it doesn't he's really matter. He's going to lose them. His breath just smelled bad this morning. That was your first sentence to me today was, yeah. you were like, hey, Jude's breath smells bad. Oh, yeah. It's bad. Um because I couldn't get it done. But like to him, I was like, we, oh, come on, man, we got to do this. And he's my child. So I had to, I had to put a little bit of behind it and a little bit of urgency because I, I love him and I want him to keep his teeth. Um, and I'm just thinking like, if I would have spoken like that to you, I would have, I would have the, the legs to say, as I said to my child, like at this morning, if I was wrestling you to get your teeth brushed, I would, you know, I could say it the same way. Paul's Paul doesn't have children. I, I brushed my teeth. So I'm glad you did. If, if, we don't have if to you wrestle don't, it up. If you don't brush your teeth, I don't. I just can't. I. <laughs> we'll be watching a movie, and you know, it's one of those scenes where, you know, some like, whatever, something, some canoodling has happened. They'll wake up in the morning, and they'll be all smoochy and stuff, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> why? <laughs> like how? Or someone will be on a desert island Movies for a month fake. and there'll be, you know, there'll be some, some, some tender love and care happening. And I'm just like, guys, that's not true. That's not true. I, you, your breath smells, <laughs> your breath. <laughs> um, all that to say, I, when I look at Paul as a, as a missionary and all the things he had to go through and how challenging and, and tough and rewarding it must have been to keep going. And for him to say like, my heart has been open wide the whole time, mm. how convinced he is that Jesus Christ is who he says he is. Yeah. Cause in an unguarded way, he has given himself to a group of people who he is saying to them, but yours hasn't, it's been closed off and he is, he's, he's pleading with them. And as a fair exchange, I speak to you, my children, open your hearts also. And I just thought this morning, what would my day look like if my heart was open? I'm not, I'm not the Corinthians. I, 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 you know, I'm not struggling with a lot of things that they're struggling, they struggled with as, 
evident by the first first letter he wrote to them. They had some funky stuff going on, and I can honestly True. say I a lot of that I've never even dipped my toe in. Um, praise the Lord. But I do know what it's like to wake up some days and just and honestly have to fight this battle, of having my heart closed off to things, yeah, and to people, and whether that's through you know wanting to protect myself or whatever. But I just I found myself asking the Lord this morning to just it may sound wild. That's even a word I use, but like it it may feel wild to say like I'm just gonna open my heart today, whatever that means. It, it honestly sounds really cheesy and cliche in the Christian world that we live in, but I don't know. I just I, I feel it. I, I, I want to I want to open my heart to the Lord and to others and see what happens. Mm. Because for Paul it meant a lot of really cool things and a lot of really hard things. But you can tell through this thing I read, in spite of, despite of, however, whatever the proper word is there, um, he knows what it, he, he's so convinced of the scriptures and the good has so far outweighed the bad that he's begging these folks like, hey, look what I've done and do it too. I'm begging you. Just throw the gates down. Let the drawbridge down. And, and also like, like what you're talking about is so cool, but now imagine that you're not the extrovert you are. Like yeah. there's a, like the idea of opening your heart for what you're about to do or for your ministry and stuff like that. Like for me, that is a, that is a real game time decision. I mm. have to, if I, if I'm going to, if we're going to the prison or I'm going to the high school or we're going to, a ga- if I go to, you know, take Jack to the game tonight or something like that, like I have to, intentionally open my heart up because otherwise like it would just be easy for me to like just sit in the stands by myself and yeah, just watch a football game like I would watch it at my house um, but yeah so there's just the intent intentionality regardless of your personality of saying I'm gonna go into today realizing that that there's a like you said there is a depth here that outweighs disaster that there is a truth that outweighs pain and and that I want to have my I want to have my heart open. Uh, <laughs> I want to have my heart open because I want to have my heart open because there is a depth to this and there is a truth to this and there is like it's worth it. It's yeah. worth it to open my heart. You should open yours mm. and find and find that there is there's rejoicing through sorrow. That there's there's a richness that comes from possessing nothing. Mm. Um, and, and it's like, there's, there's a spiritual reality that basically like that whole thing that you read, you know, um, bad report and good report, genuine yet regarded as imposters, known yet regarded as unknown, dying. And yet we live on that. There is a spiritual reality that overwhelms the, the difficult things you're going through, Hmm. you know? Yeah. That's cool. Jude is now talking to miss Rachel. Yeah, he's, he's having conversations. He's like saying him. hi to her. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you have some more on that? Nah. Let's go to Revelation 7. <laughs> you just got the willies. <laughs> no, I just got excited. <laughs> ah, 144,000. Interesting. Um, yeah, the 144,000. We're going to go to the end of the chapter. Um, <clears throat> the very, very end of this chapter. Man, there was someone I wanted to give a shout out to. Yeah, go. Oh, I think I wanted to give a shout out to Eve Sarah, our friend on oh, really? on cool. Young Life Stuff. 
Tennessee. Eve Serrett is um, Eve Serrett is precious and encouraging mm-hmm. and hilarious yeah. and creative. Yeah. And um, yeah, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I Does found Eve out. listen to the show? Yeah. I think I, I think I accidentally found that out this week. Man, I love Eve. She's so encouraging. Um, okay. Revelation is kind of fun because it's like, it's like a restaurant you don't go to very often, but like you, but then when you go, you're like, Oh, why don't I go here more often? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the way I think about it. Like, have you ever yeah. been to, is there still that, is there still a restaurant in Oak Ridge that's like a, um, I know there was, used to be a Mediterranean something. Mediterranean Delight, baby. Which is your like favorite restaurant. Yeah. It's great food. <laughs> this is like an, un, this is like an under. I love Greek food. This is like an underground thing about you is that yeah. like low key, that's your favorite kind of food. Yeah, yeah. You, you're just like, give me. You never feel bad after eating Greek Give food. me vegetables and flatbread and tahini. Tahini, is it, what is the sauce called? I don't know. I actually don't. Tahini? Tzatziki. Tahini sauce is a thing. Tzatziki is the thing. Wait, what's what's the difference? Uh, I believe tahini is a sesame seed base. Okay. I think I could be wrong about well, this. Well, there used to be a, in Oak Ridge, there used to be a really robust restaurant. Like, it was an ice cream parlor, but it was owned by Polish, a yeah. Polish couple. So they yeah. would have, like, all kinds of, and so Oh, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't go there to eat. But no, everything was pig-themed. <laughs> like... And there's, there's like, oh my gosh, you would see like, dead every version of a pig you could imagine, like, a flying pig. There was a pig in lederhosen. There was a pig that had like glasses on. There was a pig that like had that was shaped like an atomic bomb. I think like there's so much stuff there. Which they. But this was like a legit. We're a tiny little town, and you could legit go to a restaurant and get pierogies or something like that. Yeah, you, know? you still can. At, uh, Wait, no, but the, don't they only do ice cream now? Yeah, they just but, got smaller. But uh, Cafe, 201 Cafe kept the pierogies on the menu. No, they did. Yeah, they did. Okay, well, I haven't been there. So yeah. anyway, but that's, I think Revelation is like that. It's like a restaurant that you're like, I forgot you're in our town. Like, I need mm-hmm. to go here more often. But yeah, there's, so there's a really interesting thing in here and a really specific reason I wanted to bring it up. Okay, so I'm going to read it and then I'll get down to it. So this is... Um, let's see. Let's start in verse 13. Then one of the elders asked me, these in white robes, who are they and where do they come from? I answered, sir, you know. And he said, these are those who have come out of the great tribulation. They've washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. Okay, here's, the, here's where it gets really, really good. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat down on them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. Mm. He will lead them to springs of living water, and God yeah. will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Yeah. Okay, so the reason I wanted to bring this up is like, when you read the book of Revelation, again, it's so different and so odd. And there's so many like, uh, there's just so many like pictures hmm. and metaphors and symbols and like beasts with 10 horns and four hmm. faces. And, and you're like it's various sets of wings. And you're just like, I don't know where I am. I don't know. Like, is this something that's coming? And then when I see it, I'll understand it. Or are we purely in a metaphorical describing what yeah, totally. these powers are like? There's dragons. There's, there's all kinds of 
wild, crazy stuff where John, the apostle who wrote this, would be like, I saw something, it was like this. I saw something, it was like mm -hmm. this. I saw a throne that was kind of like emerald, and then there was a rainbow that was kind of, it was kind of like it was green. It's, there's a lot of that mm -hmm. kind of language. Yeah. And some of it can be like, where am I? What am I listening to? But what I love about this, the end of chapter seven is this, we get out of the realm of metaphor. Mm. He just tells us like, okay, when I looked in heaven, I saw something that I can, you and I can both clearly understand. You know what it feels like to be hungry? You'll never feel that again. You know what it feels like to be thirsty? Like so thirsty, you're just like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to lose it. You'll never feel that again. Yeah. You know what it feels like to have the sun beat down on you and you're just like, I can't stand it. I need the shade. Yeah. It's like, you, you won't feel that again, scorching heat. Yeah. You know what it feels like to be so sad that you start to cry? Mm -hmm. That's going to be over. These are not metaphors. These are not symbols. All of a sudden, yeah. through this, this book that is so bizarre and so difficult to wrap your head around, all of a sudden, he cuts through all of that with something so clear. Yeah. It's just like, you know what it feels like to be sad and cry? Well, God himself is going to wipe away every tear from mm -hmm. your eyes. And you know what it feels like to be hungry. You're not going to be hungry anymore. And I just loved it. I loved like all of a sudden it was just so, so clear. It's like that whatever else heaven is going to be like and whatever else the end of the world is going to be like and whatever the, <laughs> the creatures and the symbols and the, all the things I can't understand, I can understand this. Mm -hmm. He's going to end sadness. Yeah. That's cool. He's going to end ache. Yeah. And that is such a sweet yeah. hope. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, I, I, I specifically thought, like I wonder if somewhere Noah was just like, the, the image of the sun beating down and the, you know, like a, I, it's just funny. I, I love, for me there's nothing better than being outside on a super hot summer day and just chilling in the shade. I think it's such a cool, yeah. a cool thing. But um, I was talking about this, the other night in our, our small group, um, just, just based on someone's circumstances and things that we're speaking of. And, uh, I, I love, like, I think it's easy to get wrapped up in the idea of what heaven's going to be like and try to decipher it and try to, you know, you know, it's described as paradise. We have an image of what paradise is on earth, right? Like we all, for some reason, think of a, a beach in the middle of <laughs> the Maldives or whatever. And it, that's paradise. to me. It's not beach. I don't, that's not my thing, <laughs> not you know, fun. like, uh, but even in my, my brain, it's like, it's some, there's a, you know, like I would rather more than anything be chilling by a stream with a meadow and, you know, like all those things pop into my head and it's like, well, that's just a, that's what I can think of as a human being on the human side of things. And I, you know, as someone who's never seen it, I, whatever. And I'm probably going to, I'm not going to be let down. My expectations are going to be massively blown out of the water, but I have no way of knowing this side of, uh, heaven. But what I do know is what there is not going to be. That's right. You know, which is that's, really cool. So like, okay, and that's exactly what you're saying. Like, yeah, you said it better. That no, really like good. we were talking about this in our small group the other night, but like I can get wrapped up in the, like, what is it going to be like? And I, but it's so much like when I'm, when I'm in a good space, I get fired up about heaven. It's because I'm thinking about like, I know for a fact, all these things are not going to be included in heaven. Yeah, buddy. Like there's not going to be snotty noses and there's not going to be, uh, there's not going to be dirty diapers, but like, there's not going to be 
there's not going to be sadness. There's not going to be frustration and fear and anxiety. Ooh, like yeah. we get to live in a place for eternity in a way we've never understood or seen because there's never been a day in yours or no matter how perfect a day was this side of earth, no matter how perfect a location or place was at some point during that day, there was a thought or an emotion or a negative something yeah. that we will not experience in heaven, which is super cool. There was a moment of anxiety or worry or fear. There was a moment of insecurity or whatever, even in our best days. Yeah. And that like, I have to, I'm getting better at it the older I get that I don't, I don't compare the goodness here with the goodness in heaven in the sense that yeah, I yeah. don't, I don't put a day on a pedestal and say, this is what it's going to be like because even the greatest ones, it's not, you know, even the third Saturday of October last year. Yeah. It was one of, I mean like probably the greatest night of the, the greatest evening of the year, right? Like when you think of just like fun things that we experience with our friends. Yes. There's going to be wholesome moments of that, that will, I feel like will be in heaven, not because of a football win, but just because it was friends laughing and having that's right. a blast together. Right. Like, yeah, that's not me saying like, don't think of those moments as holy. Cause I really do. I'm just saying like, I've, I've started to imagine heaven in the sense of just like, I, it's a, in a, it's a place that I get to leave all these things at the door and they're not going to come right. with me. So Yeah, no, I loved the way you said that. I don't know what's going to be there. I know what's not going to be there. Right, right. That was fantastic. Hey, thanks. That's, that's really, really good. I have to, as we finish this, I have to stand up. My knee hurts so bad. Oh, no. These chairs are so awful. Oh. And I think Christy's been telling me it's because I need new running shoes. I bet you do, She brother. says whenever your knees start hurting, that means you need new running shoes. But it feels exactly like... It feels exactly like growing pains, mm. but only in my left knee. Yeah. I don't know what that means. It Yikes. means I'm old. It's like... <laughs> it means we need to get back in the gym for whenever, leg day. Whenever Christy... Because <laughs> we stopped a year and a half ago yes, working our legs that's out. That's true. That's, yeah, we stopped working out our legs a long time ago. Yeah. It's the, uh, uh, whenever Christy's legs hurt, she asks me, do you think I'm having growing pains? Do you think I'm growing? <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> Your wife's one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sheep, my yeah. I remember. Do you remember having growing pains as kids? As a kid? Yes, I do. I had a lot of them. Have yeah, you seen you're me? Six foot three. <laughs> my dad would give me a concoction of of Benadryl and ibuprofen. I would just you know lay in bed. Dad, dad, dad. <laughs> Benadryl and ibuprofen. Yeah, he would just come in and hand me some pills. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, my dad. That was one of those. When I was a kid, that was one of those things my dad mispronounced. What, ibuprofen? The, no, 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 not ibuprofen. The like technical term for growing pains. What did he say? He would add like a, he would add like a, like a ch, in the word slaughter. Do you know what I'm talking about? For slaughter. The, he would say slaughter. Boy, you got those Osgood slaughters. Oh, that's right. <laughs> the neat when you're yeah. Osgood slaughter. My dad had several words that he just like completely mispronounced yeah and that was that was one of the good ones yeah i but. played basketball for a long time so i, I was i don't even know what the word is <laughs> everybody had those <laughs> but it did but the we just got a jumper's knee jumper's knee yeah well i've never had that because I, I, mean, I can't jump, jump at all <laughs> imagine being six three and barely ever being able to touch the rim. the wagon for ah i'm the least athletic jack, person jack said that he got you got mad at him for i did not get too. mad at him i think i i think that's one of the funniest things that's ever happened like 
I, it was one of the greatest moments ever in my life. Oh, gosh. Well, uh, thanks for joining us, folks. Sorry we missed a week. We're gonna, um, we hope we encouraged you and hope you have an awesome time. And yeah. I'm Lee. I'm Thomas. This has been Ancient New. Jesus, I am resting, resting in the joy of what thou art. And I am finding out the greatness of thy loving heart. Thou hast bid me gaze Dark shadows free.